The podcast that you're about to listen to does not care about your emotions, your hypersensitivity, or your political correctness. If you wish to continue, then shut up and sit down. So I, I did want to tell you guys what actually what happened to me the other day, which like it made me feel a certain kind of way. I'm not too embarrassed to share it though. Um, I don't know. Tell me if this is happening. Yeah, I was. No, I was at work. Was whatever. You know, I wear my mask at work and. I could smell my bad breath <laughs> and it really made me feel a certain kind of way. Like I wanted to go get a mint for myself. Mm. And I don't know. Have, I never really noticed that significantly when I'm like, when it's like that, mm-hmm. it kind of made me feel, feel a little bit bad for any other time that's happened. Cause normally it just comes out. You know what I'm saying? It's, just like, it's not right. Like it was literally in my face. Very much made me feel a certain kind of way. Because <laughs> your breath was funky and you was the last one to know. <laughs> I was the only, I felt like I was the only one to know. <laughs> you, had, you, had that, you had that dragon mouth. I, yeah. it, I'm not going to lie. It, it was, it Did was. you feel bad for your significant other? Like, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> it's like, this is what you've been dealing with? Uh, if I wake up in the morning and I, and don't, don't kiss me in the mouth. Like, I don't want like, let me brush my teeth. Let me floss. Like, let me do all of that. Like you can, you can do a little quick little, mm, like, no, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't be it's trying to kiss me. Cause, yeah. Cause I feel, I feel like I don't want to, like, I know what's going on in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to kiss you right now. Like, let me, you know what no, I'm saying? I mean, it, don't it's see for me, it's more don't breathe on me. Cause you know, like sometimes, especially on the weekends, you know, like, have like that look that quick morning cuddle come lay on my shoulder or whatever but like mm-hmm. don't don't look up and talk to me like well, keep, that's because you're considered talk I, out I, I, I'm, no, I'm one of those people like <laughs> you gonna have to, you're gonna have to rest <laughs> under my chin and i'm just gonna talk above your head right yeah you but, know what I'm but, saying? but again but don't look uh, on on her point though don't look up to talk to me like you're not gonna first of all you're not gonna look be able to look in my eyes so there's no reason to look up and 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 your mouth is just going to shoot up my nose. And yeah. if you can brush your teeth, it's not, I don't, I don't want that. My yeah, wife is not afraid to tell me like your breasts. Hey, yeah. Get, let me, let get me away know. from me. Let me know. But you know, that's, you know, you got to do, you got to brush your tongue. It, it, you got to do stuff like that. I, I just had to bring it. Cause it made me feel uncomfortable. And like, I, I think I judged myself a little bit. I was just, I, I, I wanted to know if that happened to y'all and, but I don't think it has judging by your reactions. Well, you so, ever smelled your oh, own no, it has. breath? I mean, will you ever, wherever you, you know, your breath stink? Yeah, sure. It's happened. No, yeah, I mean, coffee. Like, no, I'm talking about when it like bounces off the mask at you. Oh, um, like yeah, I'm talking about that situation kind of more specific. Nah, because like at this, at this day and age, you kind of try to take better care, you know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, you might have some hot breath. I don't really know. Nah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't expect it. I, I feel like I, I have decent oral hygiene, good oral hygiene. You was a victim I mean, of your own shit. I don't it, know. It I haven't really experienced it, it. It actually don't even matter. It's happened to me. Like, I've actually, like, uh, especially was like after having a couple of drinks or even something sugary, you notice that shit right away, like right after. Like, mm. really, like, put the, mask, put, put the mask on after you had a bag of Skittles. Tell me how you feel about yourself. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever really been in that, in that situation, but I'm, I'm kind of curious to try. Matter of fact, I got some candy that over here. I'm going to try that shit later. Candy um, and let it sit for a while. Then it's like, <laughs> gross. What, what's going on, everybody? I'm Frank, a.k.a. PJ with Fabe and Ja. Um, 
fellas, have you been hearing the news on uh, Senor Flores, Brian Flores? Senor Flores. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just to fill everybody in, it'll be a quick thing. Um, He is the former head coach of the Miami football Dolphins, um, who was fired just after this last season. He's been interviewing for a bunch of jobs. Um, what, including the New York Giants, Denver Broncos, and there was one more. I forget, I forget who it was. It was but the anyways, there you go. Um, he's currently actually suing the NFL, the Giants, the Broncos, and the Dolphins for practices um, related, essentially, to racism. He's accusing them of not hiring him and not following proper protocol to give him a fair chance primarily uh, came about because one Bill Belichick happened to text him congratulations, thinking that it was another Brian who did happen to be getting hired by the giants. Uh, And this was right before Brian Flores was to actually have his interview with the Giants. So essentially it was telling him, hey, they already gave the job to somebody else. This is a formality. Um, so he's pretty much ended his coaching career to follow this suit against the league and these teams. It got me thinking about one, obviously the whole racism issue, right? But more specifically, the undercover racism that goes on. Because a lot of people address it in terms of like the obvious, right? Like someone is just obviously a a bigot saying the N word with the hard R kind of thing, right? Or looking at a Muslim person and saying they're going to bomb a plane, or a Mexican calling them a uh, uh, border jumper, things like that, right? That, that, that you would classify as obvious racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there are practices that exist that arguably are, I think, more damaging. And I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinions on it because I've really been, personally, I've really been thinking about this all week because a lot of this started coming up this week. Um, in the in the NFL, for example, they have what's called the, the Rooney Rule, where whenever a job opening comes up, it's required that these teams interview a minority candidate. It's for head coaching jobs. It's not just for like uh, I think for it's a, GM jobs too. Uh, I don't, I it might, it might G- be GM, GM. But I don't. I'm, I don't think it's all like offensive. Well, you, no, no, no you're right. You're right. You're right. It, it's not all, but it, I believe it's head, head coach and, and GM. Mm-hmm. And the premise of it is to give minority coaches a, a chance to get hired. Because if you look at the league, 70% of the league is uh, minority players. Black players specifically. More specifically, right. Uh, but if you look at the management positions of any type, like there's four GMs in the whole league. There are no minority owners in the whole league. Um, and really, as of right now, there's one head coach that is a black guy in the like league. Tom, Again, pri- pri- primarily 70% black. 
and the team that came up with the Rooney Rule, which is which is funny. The Steelers. So it's lots of irony. Um, and I, like I'm torn with that rule personally because you're essentially, you're, and which is where a lot of the suits coming up because there is these teams are essentially interviewing people who they know they're not going to hire. They're mm. get, making people feel like they have a chance at have none. It's affirmative. Yeah. It's affirmative action in football. It's really what it is for like, right. I mean, well, that's, that was yeah, going to be my other not, example. Like is like the whole affirmative action thing. Like, is that really truly helpful? Are well, these rules really truly helpful? I, I do think to a certain extent that they are because you, I think I all know this too. It's not like when you do business and out in the world and stuff, when you hit <laughs> being a grown up, it's not necessarily what you can do or how much talent you have. A lot of the times it's who you know and what people can put you into certain positions. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times executives get hires and stuff like that. That's all done through nepotism. People, you know, people who know, your auntie, second cousin on your third side's dad might know somebody, you know what I'm saying? That's a, a stretch, but a lot of that stuff doesn't happen. Like you can wind up being president of the United States through nepotism, right? Like, on a long enough timeline. So to say that, is it helpful or not? A or lot just your these, celebrity. Well, right. But you got the celebrity through net, like, look at the Kardashians, look at the Hiltons. They all right, built, right. They built empires of somebody else's success. success. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, I don't know. I think it's good to have that to a certain extent because otherwise, how do you get into a room as a minority they're not even considered. They're not even going to think about you because you're not a part of any of those groups. Well, this is this is really actually what the heart of what I wanted to talk about, because it's easy. It, I, I shouldn't say it's easy. You can have the this same conversation. We've had this conversation multiple times, right, about the whole racism aspect to it. Mm. So. I, I would like if we would be able to like kind of come up with ideas with how to one recognize the subtleties of it, right? The subtle ways that we practice this, but then also ways that we could actually put it like it into a get the ball rolling and change for it. Mm-hmm. Because it's again, it, it's it's not the big racism. Right. It's 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 not the it's not the end with the hard R. Right. right? It's not burning it's, crosses on your lawn. It's no it's it, it, putting it's your those, resume at the bottom of the, of the barrel. It's, it's, right. it's that's the you know it, it's so it's those little things, those little mindsets that we do. Like I, I sent you guys a video recently, right? Um at the white I believe it was the White Plains Mall at one of the stores, one of the high-end stores, I think it was Louis Vuitton. Two dudes rolled up in there. Snatch a whole bunch of purses. Nobody outside of the uh, sales reps tried to stop them. They ran off with with everything. But at at the end of it, there was one one woman that you hear go yell out, um, "What animals?" I believe is what she says. And for whatever reason, because I knew that it was two minority dudes. That resonated for me as like she was referring to the whole for whatever reason. I can't tell you why it resonated like that to me, 
that she was re- re- associating the whole as animals, not just them, right? That their action was a representation of the race as a whole. And she was viewing it as a race of, as a whole. It wasn't an individual act. There are definitely you know? undertones, you know, when people say little, little stuff it, like that. Right. And you can pick up on it because, you know. And, 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 that, but, and that's the stuff that I'm talking about, though, because that, that stuff ha- though happens on both sides of, of the road. Uh, oh yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's just um, you know, racism is not going anywhere, and so since you know that, to to try to say you know what what can we do to try to get people to change their mentality? There's really, there's honestly, I the only thing that you can do is build your own, because if if you require inclusion and acceptance from other people's stuff. Like you're never going to get it because they're always going to give it to the people that look and think and act like them. Like that's just tribalism at its, at its core. So what the only thing you can do is try to make your own, like, you know, the Negro leagues, right? We all know that they were the best baseball players of all time. And that whatever span of time that the Negro leagues existed, the MLB put the put, crushed them. You know what I'm saying? But it's a it's a lot easier to start stuff like that today when you're good. If we start realizing that if you look at the number one genre of music in the world, it's hip hop. You look at the athletes, you look at the biggest actors, you look at the most beautiful fashion icons and all of this, like, you know, it's a lot of minorities, there's power in all of that. But we have to use a lot of outlets of places that don't really want to give us though so i could work for louis vuitton right but i can never own it you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and it's like the idea is to always have to be a commodity to make other people rich but if you took that and made it just you wouldn't have to need to be hired by the giants for your head coach it could be a a league that that is funded by your group, you know what I'm saying? And take your money and so because you know, black people specifically are, I think is the 10th richest country on earth. Like as far as the amount of money that they generate and put back number one consumers in the country, right? So there's there's enough money there to, to support other things. It's just that it's hard to, you know, get everybody on the same page to do that. But the racism is not going anywhere. The only real solution is to, like I said, get your own. It's really but- nothing else. Uh, see, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm sorry, babe. Go ahead. My, uh, so I thought about this long and hard because this is something that I constantly have thought about, and this is why I believe what I do when it came to certain situations with, uh, you know, uh, canceling labels um, that might be deeming offensive, canceling people that are saying certain words the reason why the subtle racism is getting stronger and the hard racism with the hard R is getting weaker is because of that suppression. So I'll give you an example. Say your dad has a family, mom, dad, whoever, they have a certain viewpoint on a certain ethnic group. They teach the kids that they have a bias on these people are this, these people are that, these people are that, because we all know racism is taught. They express that to their kids. Kids go to school. Dad uses the R, this, this N word all the time. They're telling me here I can't use it. 
they're, he's telling me one thing, school's telling me another thing I'm not supposed to. And they have that mentality in their head and they're constantly, they're, they're brought up and they're bred in it, right? So now when they go into the real world, they don't know why, maybe they do, maybe they get a, 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 some sort of awakening where they realize everything I was taught was wrong, but you have the dangerous side to it where everything I thought, my, everything my parents did teach me, I believe it too. And so now they get down to the real world. They become managers, heads of a company and stuff like that. They know they have to pay by the rules. So they'll do the dangerous, the more uh, um, 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 uh, detrimental form of racism, which is I'm going to put that person that I was taught not to like application at the bottom of the pile. I'm going to take that loan and misplace it. So that person can't get a business loan because they look a certain way. And this is all because I start, I'm starting to believe is we suppress it. And the only way you can fight an enemy is you have to fight an enemy. You can't fight an enemy you can't see. So I am more of the belief mm. that let the people speak their minds on it. And then they can be held accountable. But if you just say you can't just do that without reason or logic behind it of why, and sometimes they don't even care because you can't even approach, you can't even have a discussion about it. Somebody walks down the street and calls us an uh, SPIC or the N-word, right? I will, first of all, I'm going to feel a certain way about it and we might have to throw hands, but I also want to know why you feel that way. Where, where is it coming from? And that's how you battle it. But if it's just suppressed, because I don't know why I can't have blackface, I just know I can't, right? It's going to perpetuate a never-ending cycle of racism. So I say, there's no understanding. The there's no knowledge no understanding. into it. So unless you express that's unless you open that dialogue as to why you feel that way, you're never going to break a generation of racism. Because now it's just it was open before, and people changed their minds. Now it's subtle, and you can't battle it because you can never see the true colors. Because you're just taught in school and in the workplace, you can't say those things. You're not allowed to say those things. You can't express your yeah. But I don't think I, I agree problem. with you, bro. But I don't think you should be allowed to call people the n word, the hard r, just to 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 let the hey, I'm racist. So in lieu of putting your your uh, application at the at the bottom, I'm gonna call you a, a hard r, bro. Like I don't think that's a good way to do it either. I just feel like well, I did well. All right. Well, so what I'm saying if, is, more, if that was dialogue. to happen, there would have there would have to be real consequences, though. You would have also, to. Like, you're gonna, you're you're gonna, real you're, can- cancellation is is on underway at that point for real. Well, well, mm-hmm. well, well, this but this is what I'm. That's that's what I'm saying. So look what they're doing to Joe Rogan right now. Do you, do you guys see that? Like Joe Rogan is. Uh, there's a bunch of people, artists, older. You know Neil Young. They're trying to take their music, or they are taking their music off of Spotify because of misinformation about the donut shop, right? If you don't know what the donut shop is, figure it out. So <clears throat> now there's a label. So the, he's been saying a whole bunch of like, I guess, misinformation about it. And so now people are taking their stuff. I think Spotify lost like $20 billion in, um, in stocks. Also, there's a compilation of him out there just saying the N word for like three minutes and 20 seconds. Right. Is it really? Yeah. Like, 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 uh, but like, like, uh, like hard yes. R situation. Yeah. yeah. Hard, hard R not saying it to black people in a way where it's like, Oh, you, and but it's like talking about saying the word on his show, talking about whatever topic, but like, and it's different instances. So it's not the same clip over and over. There's like a whole bunch of it. And so, it goes to show you that like you can be canceled, but 
all of this stuff is uh, <laughs> it's really easy to target you, I guess. It's like it, but, it's over for him. But I, I, I don't necessarily think canceling's the right the right thing either because it kind of goes along Fabe's point. It's like, all right, you came out with whatever X, Y, and Z, right? So I like, I think people in a general sense need to be brave enough to be able to address and be like, let me tell you why you wrong mm-hmm. and wildly offensive. Right. That it's, it's, it's a lack of education is, is a yeah. big part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like we, I, we started talking about this with, with what's going on in the NFL. Part mm-hmm. of what they call the owners of the NFL is the good old boys club. Right. Cause it's all a bunch of old white men. Right. Who, don't necessarily have the associations and the familiarities with somebody of color and the people that they do know of color are likely either going to be working for them or um, be relatively in the same level as them and not have the experiences as let's say somebody who came out of Harlem. Right. Right. Or, or who grew up in the ghetto in LA. You know what I'm saying? So their relatability is different. Therefore, because they don't have that familiarity, they don't have that relatability, they're far less likely to hire that person regardless of qualification because there's a different comfort level there, right? And part of our problem is that we are very uh, far less likely to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. So it's just this becomes a perpetual cycle. You know, we all. I think I, I don't mean to cut like, you off, man. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because it's like when you say that we're far less likely. I don't think that's for common folk. I think common folk, whether white, black, Asian, we all will adapt with each other because we have been adapting to each other. It's these upper echelon. You again, like you said, old white. Old boy, um, good old boys club billionaires, like they, they have a different mindset than white people that we know. Everyday white people that we know, their our minds are not the same. So I don't even know if it's like a race thing. It's it's more of so. A, so here, here's here's my thing to that though. I don't I don't think so, and I'll, I'll tell you why. If and it's a it's a, a very simple analogy, and I I understand where it gets thrown off, but if. We're together, right? You, me, Fab, um, Fuzzy, right? Shout out to Fuzz. Right. Let, 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 whoever of mm. all different ethnicities, if we can't all speak the same, how how are we any different? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, if we can't all use the same terminology, if we can't all use the same language to associate with each other, we are just as bad. We're not, we're not allowing that familiarity, right? We're creating a separation inherently just there. You're saying right away, we're different. You know what I'm saying? And the more I feel like we acknowledge the differences and make that such a poignant point, Mm -hmm. the longer it takes us to battle through and actually get equality. You can't, you like you, I, I, I never understand how people want to fight for equality by highlighting the difference. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, it's not about because we, because we have, 
a, a lot about getting along with each other is accepting the differences. So you have to highlight the differences. No, Muslims but you don't have. Pray. You don't have to highlight them. You can acknowledge them, but well, yeah, but, but to I get, highlight them is I mean, is different, though. No, it's it's word, it's wordplay. It's, I'm, well, I mean the same thing, right? It's like it's, okay, you can't sit there and say, "Well, I'm just gonna, yeah, we just bleed bread and we're all American and we're all like, yeah, we're all the same." But that's literally the beauty of America by itself. It's that our differences is what makes this country so dope. Mm-hmm. The fact I that agree. we have a Chinatown, a little, Italy, a little mm-hmm. Italy, like uh, all of this different stuff, all of these different influences around. Like, yeah. but it, but like, it's not about enjoying the differences, though. I yeah. guess is 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 kind of my point. So, like, if you take a, you take a white guy walking around in Harlem, right? He more likely to get side eye looks, right? Yeah, is that, well, is that not, fair to not, say? Not or, now, or, but or, or, or twenty years off, ago, yes. If you but I'm, I'm saying, Harlem, gen- yeah. I'm saying generally justified. speaking, but yeah. yeah, but most people don't know that. Like, yeah. Most people think Harlem; they just they think a bunch of minorities, right. realistically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. uh, oh, that, oh, that place. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I won't walk there, right? Or, or, or not, but you take you take a, a black guy and put him in Chinatown, right? Mm-hmm. Gonna be looked at suspect because it's not like, oh, it's not thanks for coming. It's what the fuck you doing here. Mm-hmm. That's, That's you, you follow what I'm saying? Um, like Morgan Morgan Freeman had a, had a couple of interesting things because it, it I bring this up because it's also Black History Month, right? Mm-hmm. So he brought he brought up and had a, a big thing many years ago talking about how Black history needs to go away. Um, he asked a reporter, "How would you like it if we dedicated one month out of the year to White History Month?" He said, "American history is our history." So I ask you to stop calling me a black man and I'll, and I'll stop calling you a white man. The, excuse me. The issue with race only exists because we talk about it. Let it go and die in the past so we can build a future where we aren't black and white. We're fellow humans. Gotcha. Hold up. I'm going to respond to so, that. But I'm going to go back to what you was talking about before. If, if a black man walks around Chinatown, like people are going to look at him crazy because there's not a lot of black people in Chinatown. But... If those people are within your community, I grew up with blacks and Puerto Ricans are the same, are the same, right? Or the Bronx. Like if, if you go to any bodega in the city right now, it's going to be an oct there to make a chopped cheese and they get along with black people fine. So it's, it's about who, who you're around. But, that, but this is what I'm, but what I'm saying is why you just said there aren't a lot of black people in, in Chinatown. Why? Because you're made to feel uncomfortable. And plus niggas can't speak Chinese. I mean, uh, come on now. <laughs> I'm just I'm being funny. <laughs> um, and as far as Morgan Freeman, right, and his quote, it sounds great. What if we dedicated one month a year to White History Month? Oh, you mean just regular history? Just regular history that you learn in class? What? That's a stupid statement, Morgan See, Freeman. Every every month that's not Black History Month or Latin History Month or something else is White History Month. It's President's Day. It's July 4th. It's somebody's independence. It's somebody's Columbus. It's always somebody's discovery. It's always a white man that's being celebrated all year. So he was stupid for saying that. No, but see, I don't think I don't. I, that, this, well, for that I, part, I, for that well, part, I, I completely well, disagree with you, though. Go ahead. Yeah, for that part, yeah, I completely I, disagree I, with you. I, I, I hear what you're the saying. The rest but, of it, he was right. But yeah, they, they're they're talking about people that obviously the Europeans and stuff that are Caucasian. However, like you said, all the stuff that they're talking about and the success of the country, the American, uh, black folks are part of that. So, although you learn about history, you're seeing it as white history month, but behind the scenes, yeah. 
you have to learn. So, like, you don't learn about the, that stuff. You what, the black this stuff is part of the history. About, you guys are in that. But we don't learn. But you don't learn it. You don't yeah. right. You, yeah. you know, and this lends to your point, babe. It's the it's the lack of knowledge. So, like, I, top this, top I, top three or four black people you learned about in school. George Washington Carver, Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass, yeah. Hey, yeah, and let's pick yeah. one more. Dr. Uh, King. Uh, Dr. King. Yep. That's that. You got it. That, that's Harry, the, that's Harry it. Tubman. Obama there now for the future. You know what I'm saying? Just off of breaking history, like making history. But other than that, there ain't too many niggas that's up there and, like you learned about. But I, I, I agree. The stoplight, but- the heart transplant, all black people, right? All invented by, by black people. And it's like, Bro, no, but so all, you, all the the black regimes that that fought in all of the different wars, like specifically yeah. black oh, yeah. only regimes, the Civil mm-hmm. War. There were black only yeah. regimes mm-hmm. that World fought for II. the Union. Yeah. Like, like this was a thing, but you don't yeah. right, you don't hear about them. I I kind of took a long way of, a long way of getting to the point. Like the simple way, and Fabe actually hit it on the nail initially is improper education and not just but not just minorities wanting that out everybody wanting that out like these kids learn about christopher columbus for example right that he was a great man and had a great civil dinner with the engines right and it's 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 not what it was like it's it's literal false information Right. Yeah, he he was a he was a, a, a R word. I don't want to say the word because algorithms, but he was an R word, an ist, right? And he was a murderer and a slave driver. So he was I mean, taking he was taking cheeks from from the natives, right? And doing all this like, but we celebrate him. Not to say that he didn't accomplish a thing, but who he accomplished it for? He did not do it for the U.S. How and but and how right? And right. And what My, means did he take to get to that? My, uh, my 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 point is, if we teach real American history, then Morgan's Freeman statement is 100 percent right. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing is. We all need to push that. I heard a, a, a statement also the other day, like I'm telling you, this this has been on my mind all week. Um, why is it always the responsibility of the oppressed or those who have been done wrong? to be the loudest voice. Why do those who have been hurt the most have to fight the hardest to be hurt? Well, that because nobody else cares but the people that are, that's the real real reality of it. Nobody else cares. So realistically, if we just all use our voice, and that doesn't even have to be loudly. It just has, if it was more unified, then we can get change, right? I mean, is that fair enough to say? I, yeah. I, ideally, yeah. I would like people to just grow up and it doesn't matter. Like to a certain to a certain age, I had this American ideal that we were all like the same and every like because I again I grew up in a suburb, so I didn't necessarily see myself. I knew I was black, but I didn't see myself as. Uh, oh, I'm black and everybody else is this, 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 this. We're like, no, we're just all up here. We're going to school. We're eating lunch. We're going to gym class. It's not until you get older that you realize the differences. And I wish that I still had that kind of childlike thought process and innocence. And it's not 
something that I forced upon myself. It's kind of society telling you, oh, there's a difference between you and this. You were hardened. Yeah, it's like, right. It's it's a culture shock to you because you think in your mind, you don't as here's the thing as a human being, anybody listening to this, you're human too. Do you you look at your skin? Absolutely not. You can't for like, you might look at it in your hand, but you don't see the color of your skin. You just go out as a person, just like everybody else does. You don't see, you don't think about your color. You don't think about anything else. You're just you. Right. It's other people who project, oh, well, because you look like this now, it's like you are, now I have to think this about you. And that's stupid. I don't even know what the fuck I look like to you. Like, I'm just me. You know what I'm saying? And here it's just I was like, like I mentioned last pod, I moved and I recently went to one of the local restaurants where I moved to is a predominantly. At least that I've been exposed to so far, predominantly white area mm. and i truly felt awkward when i walked into one of the local spots to pick up some food because right at the entrance entryway is a bar and right at the tip of the bar were three white males the moment i walked in i got looked up and down you know like what are you doing in here kind of thing yeah and and it made me feel a certain kind of way and it's it's unfortunate because you know it sets a tone you know and it immediately gave me this feeling of, well, I better be on my best behavior kind of thing. You know, I, have I to don't act, belong here. I have to act a certain way. Right. Because I feel like I don't belong. And if I don't act this way, like I'm representing my people right now and I got to prove them wrong. And that's kind of that. Like it was a sucky feeling to, to have like a, a sucky um responsibility i felt i think you know that i had to, the weight, to the bear weight of your entire culture you know like because because of what people think about what people look like who right look like just you, because like. i don't want to give a perception and that's what that that video that i was talking about of these dudes out of white plane out of white planes had because like they it's very easy for anybody seeing that it was a tiktok video so anybody on tiktok that sees that right it, there's, a, there's a, an immediate association. And if you have already a, a negative perception, right, of, a, of minorities, just in a general sense, now you see this video and it's like, oh, look what these look what these people are doing. And these are very specific, right? You're not mm-hmm. talking about uh, impoverished people and that are living in White Plains. You're talking about these minorities. At least that's how I would take it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, that, I, that shit sucks. It's I think that's one. I think that's actually not nothing too. Well, there's two things to that. One thing is is that I don't think it's too out of the norm. I experienced that to a degree, um, but not. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example. When I go to another town in Orange County, represented M Dub, right? right? Feel like a certain pride behind. When I go to another city, New York, baby. When I, because I've flown out the country many times, when I go to another country, I'm representing America. You know what I mean? You kind of like you're tribal to whatever you're in. So if you're in a different area, a different place, you're going to act differently. You're going to feel differently. You're going to see things differently. And I don't think that's just a, I think that's just a normal way of being. I don't think it's just a (laughs) racial thing. I think it's just, I'm here and America. You know what I mean? You know, but I'm going to show you that I'm not the typical American because, you know, I'm just, I'm, you know, look at me and everything, you know, but uh, when you talk about going to places, cause I've been 
to all kinds of places, <laughs> trust me, from, from being down south and overseas and then being in bars you feel like you shouldn't be in to going across country. And I I just go in there and be like, I'm me. I feel like I belong there because I am here and I'm an American. I don't care what you think. I know the perception. I'm not stupid to the perception that I probably maybe not match the color that's supposed to be in there, whether I'm too dark or too light. Cause I've been in places where I was a little too yeah. light yeah. to be in. Mm-hmm. And I had just a great time. You know what I mean? Especially down in New Orleans and, and then down outside of Tennessee. And then I've been in places where I definitely was the darkest one there. So I still keep that perception as you're probably going to, th- I think if everybody starts thinking like, it doesn't matter, this is my home too. And you can have your opinion on it, but I was born here. This is me. This is home. Eventually, if everybody, if everybody starts thinking that way, regardless of what people think. Yeah, but it's a I lot think- easier to think that way when they're, when, all right. So I, the same way PJ would feel like walking into a place like where there's just three white guys at a bar standing, sitting there, like looking at you and thinking he doesn't belong there. Well, me specifically, I would think, oh, at some point I'm going to do something to piss them off and they're either going to do something violent to me or they're going to call the law on me, even if I didn't do anything. Now, and- so that's where my mindset. So I have no, oh, this is my country bullshit, because in the reality, these motherfuckers don't care that this is my country too. Like they don't care. But let's see what they say what, that. But how do you think the civil rights movement was for in slavery? They said you brought us here. This is our home now. We're gonna fight for our rights to be here. That's the whole concept. Yeah, but I'm not fighting no, no bar full of people that don't <laughs> nobody want me say there. That. like that. I guess I'm not a civil well, rights leader. So I'm just gonna <laughs> feel like I'm never gonna go to those places. I I I, I want to specifically say I'm not talking about this from a one-sided point of view because I've also experienced it on the flip side, like Fave said, where you got people darker than you or like or you know like you for lack of a way of saying it that judge you based on on, on whatever their perception may be. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? This whole this whole thing works completely both ways. Well, it's, 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 it's it's a little different. Because it's, it's really not though. Because well, I've all, I've also done it though to people different and like me as well though. Right. Like I'm well, not. What I say is I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend innocent in here. My my damn self. You know well, what I'm what saying? What I say is different because we were originally talking about Brian, Brian Flores, right? Mm-hmm. So you might do that, and but I don't. I don't see you putting a black person's uh, resume at the bottom of the of the pile. And uplifting, no. right? And so that's where the racism really different. Because I could just, I can be, uh, I can be prejudiced, and I could be a bigot. But my act of racism is not hurting you. Like I'm not. This is we're talking. What we were talking original about uh, Brian Flores. That acts actively hurt him. Like it, he lost out in an opportunity. No, un- understand so that racism is a little different than our everyday. This type of person can't drive, you know no, what I'm but, saying? But, but but that's the thing, though. So, all right. Eventually, a drop of bucket, a drop of water will fill the bucket. Right. Mm-hmm. We habitually. Contribute drops to the bucket. As a people, not and I'm talking about in a general sense, mm-hmm. people contribute drops to the bucket. Right. Then you get those random bigger acts. All right. It's a cup in the bucket. You know what I'm saying? But eventually that shit gets filled is the problem. So I guess my my point is, if we can acknowledge all these different drops that we're contributing on one side or the other, at least the bucket feels slower. 
You know what I'm saying? You're right. My, my point is in trying to address these, these little drops, look at the little things that you do that you think throughout, throughout the day and in your everyday life that are contributing to, to that. A person opening up their mindset to take these little innuendos out, right? John, how many times have you heard from somebody? You're a perfect person because I know it's happened where I'm not racist. I have black friends. (laughs) And they use me as the black friend. Right. (laughs) That's why why I bring it up because I know it's happened, right? But that in itself is a, it's a racist statement. Oh Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's my favorite black person. I've heard right. that, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've heard you're you're a cool Spanish dude. Like, okay. Like can I just be a cool dude? Can I just right. be your favorite person? That's my point. That, black person. Like, that, that and that's that's kind of why like I like and appreciate Morgan Freeman's statements because like so, all right, stop calling me a black guy, right? But I guess in a way that would require us to also stop identifying as that. Don't call like, don't call yourself a black guy. We're not giving that up. I like I, to be black. I, but I, but I want, nothing, I want black, but I want white people to be white. I like white people. I want them to be white and whatever it is that makes them white, other than the colonization and the tyranny, the rest of that <laughs> shit is good. Like I lo- like they're great. I really do. And I love Asian people. I love specifically Chinese people because the food. Right. I love me. I love everybody. I want those classifications because that's what makes y'all. That's what makes us special. I, thought, that's I, what I, makes I, us I agree with you. This exactly. And, I, and I, to be honest, I agree. I can agree with that. I, I love that about America. And this is why when we're taught in school, we either got the melting pot or the salad bowl. And a lot of people, including the Irish, the Italians and stuff like that, um, even Puerto Ricans, too, I've heard this experience. When they came here, they had to assimilate, right? But assimilate to the point where they almost forgot about their language, the culture and everything. And that's not something I agree with because America was founded by it was made better by immigrants coming from different countries. And so they accepted the American. Here. Yeah, accepted the American and black folks are different because they were literally born with the country, but everybody else came and and, and and built more and more and more. And they all brought their differences. They all brought their culture and stuff like that. So I don't believe in saying, hey, listen, you're in America. Just speak English. You should. This is the common language. It makes sense to. That's just an example. But keep your culture, keep your language. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but also learn what you will, and, and and learn the basic communication that everybody's using because that's just nah, that I, makes sense, I, right? Um, you need, if you're gonna whatever, if you're moving to a country, you learn that country. Well, yeah, that, yeah, like, that's, of course, what of course. that's what he's that's saying. What I'm saying. But, yeah. No, no, I, I agree with him. Only there, that. No, absolutely not. I'm just what the reason I say that is because there are a lot of people that do come to this country and it's like, no, I'm not. I shouldn't need to learn English. Yeah, I see yeah. that. I I deal with that a, a lot amongst the mm-hmm. Spanish culture personally. Like a lot of a lot of immigrants who don't try to learn the language like that. Yeah, it's like it's almost separate. like a sense of entitlement and sense of pride and stuff like that, because they're kind of losing the reason why they came here. And they're just proud to be American to the extreme mm-hmm. that they I should abandon everything that made me as a person in my culture beautiful, which I disagree with. The Irish should bring their, their culture here, the Italians and stuff like that. And that's what makes us great. Um and we also have our differences and our stereotypes. And this is a big problem I have. And this probably goes back to what I was saying before, where they're even going as far as canceling certain type of comics. 
You know, Dave Chappelle's getting attacked. Bill Burr's getting attacked. People that literally speak their mind, acknowledge the differences amongst us. The problem with the problem is, is what uh, what happens is when those stereotypes that separate us turn into hate. I can acknowledge different stereotypes and we should all laugh at it, whether it's a certain group can't dance, whether a certain group can't get a cab, whatever it is. Right? You know what I mean? Acknowledge it. Laugh about it. And I think if those things are put into the forefront and we accept them, let people speak their mind. And I see, and I, if I see it that way, then I know your true colors and I know not to F with you. You know what I mean? And that's the way I see it. But I'm telling you right now, the more and more we do cancel culture, the more and more we just say, hey, you can't do this without logic or education or reasoning behind it, is the more you're going to suppress it. And that dangerous, the more detrimental racism is going to happen. And I'm telling you right now, if you tell somebody who's racist, you can't have the job anymore because you said that, do you think it's going to change their mentality? Right. And I guess that's it's going to continue. It, 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 like, it's just going to make them hide it. But you're not, you're I, not yes, exactly. racist. And then they're going to teach way. their kids. If not, may even make it worse. You see what they did to me? I couldn't say that they're a bunch of blah, blah, blah. If anything, it might heighten. Yeah. You so see that no you, you see they gave it to that black guy because they had to meet a quota. Yeah. You but, see what I'm talking about? That is taught. That is taught at dinner tables. When that yeah. child is seven years old mm-hmm. and dad comes home because there's a new black hire. And so, you know what I'm saying? And that's so it's mm-hmm. I, I think it's twofold. I agree with you 100 percent I think that's where it mm-hmm. starts, right? Yeah. On the flip side, though, I think when it's implemented, when that mindset is used, I don't think there's enough bravery amongst the general people to fight it. They leave it to the person that these things are being done against to be the only combatant against it. You follow what I'm saying? Defend like, yourself. The, pretty much the, the victim having right. to sit there and make a case for themselves. Right. So, you know, when just to use the movement because it was because it was recent um, to a degree, I I appreciated like during the Black Lives Matter movement, when you saw people of varying um, ethnicities appreciating the the movement, whether you agree or not. I, I appreciated that unification to it, right? It wasn't just mm-hmm. black people fighting for whatever, the, whatever the, for the cause, right? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not, I'm not, black I'm not, I'm not, not in agree. The cause, not the group. I'm, cause, I'm not, yeah, what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, down, I'm, and I'm, I'm not, down with the cause. I'm, right, the but, cause, but, yeah. but again, I'm not even going on a, whether we agree or disagree. I'm, what I'm saying is fighting for each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not if not being an, a bystander there and just allow uh, having that person defend themselves. You know what I mean? Making each other feel welcome in a tense situation, right? Mm-hmm. Hearing something and anybody being bullied or manipulated, whatever the case may be, and voicing that, willing to risk, right? That association that that's very powerful. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When somebody else is willing to stand up for you because what one person or one group of people might be doing uh, that, what they're doing is very shitty. Like that's powerful when different people can come together for something. Black well, it wasn't last summer, right? Or two summers ago was the George Ford. Oh, damn, this fucking year is, 
insane. Or these past two years, 2020, I, summer 2020, right? I, 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 I'm about to be married four years. Just throwing it out there. That's it, crazy. It's, I just wow. hit my 10 year anniversary. It's all going very fast. Um, <laughs> but during the, the, the George Floyd protests or in the summer of 2020 during COVID, like real COVID, right? <laughs> like it, like you know, I'm talking like in the midst of it, right? Go, the, the, the original 19, right? Where, yeah, right. We're in the we're in the heat of the battle. I I I was very happy and proud of literally seeing everybody else that wasn't black standing up for people that was black because I had never seen like you see little instances here and there on the internet and stuff like that of white people defending a group of black kids that was being harassed by another white. You see stuff like that, right? Every now and then. But you de- you never see like d- people that wasn't protesting, right? But just people in, on the internet and over, like just in life, like really like, yo, like y'all gotta that was, do better. That, that was y'all gotta up. do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like y'all mm-hmm. gotta do better th- with black people. Like it was, it was because I had to live my whole life that like white people care only to a certain extent, but it was like, it made you realize that, oh, not everybody might not be aware to the same level. I guess we all need a certain understanding of what other people are going to so you can sit there and- Proper education. Right. Proper, be it, being willing to sit down and have a conversation with somebody and say, you remember in in uh, uh, that fucking Denzel Washington movie with the Titans? Remember the Titans? Mm-hmm. Right. Where there was one part in that movie that he makes the white players and the black players. Right. At some point in the day, they got to sit down with each other and find out something about each other. Right. Like as stupid and inconvenient as that as that seems like get understanding is so it's such a large part of the battle. Being willing to listen is such a large part of the battle, right? Just and and being willing to take in information, like tell me what you've been through, help me to understand what mm-hmm. you've gone through mm-hmm. on both sides, right? Because it's not it, it's it's it it has to be almost like an open book. Like why do you think the way you do? Mm-hmm. As much as it can hurt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you're talking to somebody that is that, that is racist, you need to be willing to take that in. Like, why do you have this mentality? What did this? What caused mm-hmm. this? What contributed to this? Right? And, you're gonna be offended, and, but you gotta be ready for it. Right. It's the mm-hmm. only way you can actually yeah. change it, so you mm-hmm. can correct it. Right. You have to understand and know the behavior in order to understand how you can correct it. Right. You know what I'm saying? If if someone has been Let's say they, they went to an, an inner city school. They were only the white, the only white kid in school and all the black kids used to beat up on them. But because you don't understand that, you don't know that side of them. You're not going to understand why they feel scared or nervous when they're in an elevator with a group of black guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's trauma there. Right. That you that you have no idea about. They're not just being racist necessarily because they feel like it. They gone through some shit and it goes vice versa. Right. Mm-hmm. You and I, John, were pulled out of a car mm-hmm. by two white officers. Right. Mm-hmm. Illegally, yep. pat, illegally patted down with an illegal car search. Yeah. All of right? it was unnecessary. Ge- generate. But but it generated a, a, 
uh, a, a, a mindset and a heightened sense of awareness and, and a whole bunch of other it's trauma and and, mm-hmm. and it affected us differently you were yeah. more traumatized i think by that than i was i well, didn't really it, think think much of but, it at the time because it kept happening right <laughs> that, that, that wasn't I know, that, it kept but, happening to me but that but that but that's my point so like even i sit here like damn john that situation didn't feel that bad to me but you're but you tell me that kept happening right so you've gone through it differently even since then than i did at that time that was just an instance mm. right but if we don't have the conversation, we're not going to understand that from each other. Right, 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 right. You know, what I, so my, my my point is, I think that it's we're at a point, or we maybe we've been at a point where, as as a whole, if we can start to acknowledge a lot of the small things, I think we can start to actually have some bigger change through stuff, if we can be brave enough, right, to realize just when something's wrong, to speak up, and brave enough to learn, we'll end up in a better place. It's mm-hmm. just my take, you know, through through a lot of 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 what what's been been happening, you know, um, and it's hard. By no means will what I have what I'd say is easy. It's just fucking hard. Yeah. Well, it's all about putting some, you know, walking a mile in someone else's shoes, being able to put yourself in that perspective. You know what I mean? So maybe it's not you, about the mile though. What about just the step? Like I well, feel, you know. well, I, I say that because we listen, when I think about working out, I think about the workout. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't think about just getting to the fucking elliptical. Like, just start and then see where right. you go. You got right. maybe maybe you go five minutes, but you did something. I know. Yeah. I think like, damn, I gotta go work out for an hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I say that because to, to walk a mile in, some, in someone else's shoes like that. But it, it's the, again, it's the same. Thing. I'm, I meant the same thing. Again, it's the same goddamn thing. But it's like it, it's easier. Or not easier because you're never going to understand 100%. But if you start to think about, wow, that person must wake up, feel this way, do this, got to do X, Y, and Z. And you might not understand what it's like to be going through something like that, but you can understand a situation. You can understand what that might be like to have to deal with X, Y, and Z for somebody like that. And you just have, once you learn how to understand people more, I guess it'll be a lot better, you know, and be willing to understand people. Willing to put a little bit of the effort. Mm-hmm. I think it will be too, but the problem is, is that people also have to accept that they're just trying to understand, not just shut down and be like, you don't know my struggle. You don't can't understand me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's also a big part of it too. There's a little bit of a pride and ego in there. You can never understand me. You don't know what it's like. So don't even tell me anything, but it's like, how are you going to try to get to the next step and get stage and try to heal if you're not willing to talk to each other, regardless of their positions because everybody comes from different walks of life, different races, different religions, whatever it is. So that's my take on it. I think we should just open a dialogue. I think we should know what's what. There's some people that can't be helped. If somebody comes in and says, hey, listen, I believe these people got to go because they're a detriment to the human race and that's it. And it's not trauma related. It's just they feel like that's it. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. a pure Nazi. 
you can't help somebody like that, you know? And even then you could probably bring some science in behind and be like, and actually probably prove to them, hey, maybe, hey, guess what? We're no different. As a matter of fact, you actually came from the cradle of civilization, which was Africa. How about that? You know what I mean? You probably could still give something, right. you know? But right. people that did experience trauma, have a certain misconception and blah, 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 they're going to say things. And I think, let them say it. Understand you're probably going to get offended, but let's get to a dialogue. If we don't, if we don't come to some sort of middle ground at the end of it, hey, but at least you tried and you know where they stand and you know where you stand and go about your business. You know not to effort them. But like anything else, everything in human nature throughout history, when you oppress a people for too long, whether it's a violent government regime, what happens? Revolutions. Our country was founded on that same premise, right? So what do you think is going to happen if you keep on suppressing, 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 suppressing? Don't say it. Don't even know why you can't say it. Just don't do it. I think it's going to be a wrap. So that's no, my take. I mean, don't forget get there. <laughs> so. I, 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 I think you're right, bro. I think that was, I think that was very um, well said. Uh, it's, <laughs> we got to start opening up our ears. We got to start um, kind of appreciating each other, I think, a little bit differently and just giving paying more attention, paying more attention to the subtleties, not look, not just looking for the, not looking for the home run, the obvious, but those, you know, those bunts, those, those singular things that, that we do. Um, and we'll be better off for it. So think about it. Peoples on that note, you've been listening to the alpha five podcast. I'm Frank, AKA PJ with John and Fabian. Remember, hit that follow, hit that like, catch us on Spotify, Pandora now, right? Fucking, we everywhere. We out there, YouTube, all that. Uh, Podcast, everywhere. We appreciate each and every one of you. Until next week, fellas. Peace.